Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Coming up next, East Health Suites. Today we speak with Assistant Professor Ong Boon Hien, consultant from the Department of Cardiothoracic Surgery and Director of the Lung Transplant Program at the National Heart Centre Singapore. We've heard about COVID-19 and the increased risks to individuals with pre-existing heart and lung conditions. But just how much more at risk of complications are people with these pre-existing conditions? We get some answers when the professor joins me on the phone. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. Welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Today on the phone with me, Assistant Professor Ong Boon Hien, consultant from the Department of Cardiothoracic Surgery and Director of Lung Transplant Program at the National Heart Centre Singapore. We're talking about COVID-19 and the increased risks for individuals with pre-existing heart and lung conditions. Professor, welcome to the show. I'll get right into it. COVID-19 has already seen some fatalities in Singapore all from an older age group, and most with pre-existing conditions. In some, the pre-existing conditions were involving the heart and lungs. Could you explain to us about this demographic of patients and just how at risk are they? Based on what we know about COVID-19, a patient's risk of dying depends on the patient's age and the presence of pre-existing conditions. Patients in their 50s overall have a risk of about 1% to 2% of dying. Mm -hmm. Those in their 60s have a 45% risk. Those in their 70s have an 8 to 10% risk. And those above 80 have 15 to 20% risk of death. There are several reasons for this. Older patients tend to have lower physio- physiological reserves than younger patients to overcome a serious infection. And they also tend to have more pre-existing conditions, which also increases the risk of dying from COVID-19. As for pre-existing conditions, data from China indicate that Patients without any pre-existing conditions had an overall risk of 1% of dying from COVID-19, but those with pre-existing heart conditions had a 13% risk of death, while those with pre-existing lung conditions had a 8% risk of death. These, of course, are very broad. Pre-existing heart and lung conditions cover a wide variety of different diseases. Mm -hmm. Each individual disease has its own spectrum of severity. But in general, if you have a pre-existing heart or lung condition, you would have a lower chance of surviving this infection. What if you had a heart and lung condition? So, so that's that's the thing. It's it's actually not quite clear at the moment how if you, you know what what would happen if you had two or three conditions. I mean, in theory, it would mean that you would have an even higher risk. But we simply don't have enough data at the moment to individually quantify each person's risk. And this paper from China is the most comprehensive one we have at the moment, and it gives us at least some fair idea on the, the relative risks involved if you have any of these pre-existing conditions. Okay, what about the immune system of a patient? You, you know, we're basically told it's a virus, therefore we're all thinking we're going to up our vitamin C level or what have you. Does that have anything to do with it, especially in a patient with pre-existing heart or lung conditions? Now, a patient's immune system is usually not directly affected by their pre-existing heart or lung condition in most cases. Mm-hmm. But some patients do need to take medications such as steroids for their pre-existing conditions, right. which 
may affect their immune system, mm -hmm. but it's also important that if you're already on these medications that you do not stop these medications on your own. Please continue with these medications unless your doctor has instructed for you to do otherwise, as it is important for you to keep your pre-existing condition under control for your risk of developing complications from COVID-19 increases if your pre-existing condition is not well managed. Right. Okay, I get it. What do they need to do right now to stay as healthy as possible? Because, you know, we've heard from the NCID, we've heard from a lot of different doctors, they're telling us to, to get enough rest, to uh, get some exercise, to make sure we've got a lot of food, fruits and vegetables included. Is that all the same advice for someone with pre-existing conditions who might be more at risk with COVID-19? So I do echo the advice that all my colleagues have given so far. <laughs> but as mentioned earlier, like I was saying, patients should ensure that they continue taking all their regular medications so that their underlying pre-existing conditions are as well controlled as possible. And I'd also like to add that if you are smoking, you should consider quitting smoking at, at this point in time as smoking will worsen your pre-existing heart and lung condition. But other than that, yes, like everyone has said so far already, one should eat a well-balanced, healthy diet with plenty of fruits and vegetables. Drink adequate amounts of water. But in particular, if you're a patient with heart or lung conditions, if your doctor's advice has been for you to restrict the amount of fluid that you take daily, you should continue following that advice. Exercise regularly, yes, but maintain a safe distance from others if you must do it outdoors. Try exercising at home, if possible. And yes, yeah, finally ensure that you get enough sleep so that you are well rested during this period. Okay, let's talk about the social distancing. It has been driven home by the government lately, especially if you are in the older age group, the importance of social distancing. In fact, they tell us, tell the elderly to just stay home. How much more important is social distancing? How much more important is it for someone with pre-existing heart and lung conditions to just stay home and try to do as much as they can, even their exercise, from home. From an individual's perspective, practicing social distancing helps prevent that individual from getting infected. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we mentioned already, pre patients with pre-existing heart and lung conditions, since they have 8 to 13 times higher chance of dying than someone without any pre-existing conditions, it makes sense for these patients to strictly adhere to social distancing. Moreover, I would add that it's also very important for individuals who are in contact with vulnerable patients, such as the elderly or those with pre-existing conditions, to try their best to avoid getting infected themselves. And hence, they too should strictly adhere to social distancing. So if you have an elderly relative at home or if you work with these vulnerable patients, social distancing is in a way non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> You have to keep yourself safe to keep them safe. We are speaking with us with Assistant Professor Ong Boon Hien, consultant from the Department of Cardiothoracic Surgery and Director of the Lung Transplant Program at National Heart Centre Singapore for patients in their 60s and above this age group who are currently healthy. Perhaps they haven't been diagnosed with heart or lung conditions. Are they still at higher risk of complications if they were to get COVID-19? Yes, even patients in their 60s are going to be at higher risk of developing complications from COVID-19 compared to someone who is younger, even if they do not have any pre-existing conditions because they have simply lower physiological reserves compared to a younger patient. Those younger patients, there are a lot of younger people initially with, with the circuit breaker being put in place, they were thinking, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. I'm young, I'm healthy. I'm good. But what about patients who are younger, say even in their 30s, 
but they do have heart and lung conditions. What should they be aware of now? While patients who are younger do have more physiological reserves to overcome a serious infection, uh, having a pre-existing heart or lung condition does increase their risk compared to someone who is of the same age without such pre-existing conditions as mentioned before. And actually, I'd say that all individuals should still try their best to avoid getting infected as COVID-19 can be fatal even for healthy young people without pre-existing conditions. Let's talk about pneumonia and COVID-19. How serious would this be? So pneumonia is an infection of the lungs. When it occurs, the air sacs in your lungs become filled with fluid and inflammatory cells as a response to the infection. And that in turn makes it difficult to breathe. We know that about 15 to 20% of all patients who become infected with COVID-19 will develop significant pneumonia. And these patients will require hospitalization and oxygen to support their breathing. Now, about a quarter of these patients then will go on to develop a more severe form of the illness, requiring ICU support, such as artificial ventilation or drugs to support their blood pressure. And in this group of patients, the overall risk of mortality is quite high. It's about 50%. That is very high. Yes, it is. And and what we've seen, what we're starting to see, because we knew so little about COVID-19 when it first emerged here in Singapore and then just raged through the rest of the world, some patients of COVID-19 develop that more serious version of it, but they do recover and then they have lung damage. Is that lung damage permanent? So as COVID-19 is a relatively new disease, the long-term prognosis after infection is still unclear. I mean, even if you take the first few patients who got infected in China, right now they're only like five months out, four or five months out. However, in theory, any patient with a severe lung infection, regardless of whether it was caused by COVID-19, could go on to develop long-lasting damage to their lungs. For example, it has been previously reported that some survivors of of SARS and MERS, uh, the other uh, coronavirus infections causing pneumonia, had impaired lung function after recovery from the acute stage of their illness. And it has also been described that the degree of impairment was worse in patients who had more severe pneumonia. So it's fair to say that we may see something similar like this in patients who have COVID-19. There's probably more research with SARS and MERS patients. Now it's been, what, 17 years since SARS. That damage to their lungs, is it still there after all this time? So the, the, the research on these patients show that while most patients who survive SARS will go on to fully recover, mm-hmm. uh, there will still be a proportion uh, of patients who will have lung fibrosis and impairment in terms of their function after, the, after recovery. Okay, now there are younger individuals out there. They are healthy. They don't have any pre-existing conditions. They think they're going to live forever and they're superheroes. Unfortunately, they are human just like the rest of us. What should they know about the dangers of COVID-19 even to them? So number one, no matter how young or healthy you are, if you get COVID-19, you do have a risk of developing serious complications, even potentially dying from it. That's number one. And number two, getting infected is not, this is a disease that doesn't affect just the individual. It affects our families. It affects society. Getting infected has implications to the people around you. It has implications to society. So I would say everyone should do their best to try avoid getting infected. Right. Okay. Now, before we let you go, do you have any other advice for individuals with heart or lung conditions 
through the rest of the circuit breaker and even after the circuit breaker lifts? So, so while we've been focusing on physical health and it's important to maintain physical health, ensuring mental well-being is also very important during this difficult period of time. Many people may be facing significant stress or anxiety from the current pandemic and its disruption to our daily life. For example, they could be facing problems with finances or family tensions. And the government, thankfully, has set up a national care hotline which can help those who may be facing such problems. And uh, I advise this, uh, these individuals to try contacting the hotline, which can be reached at 6202-6868. Thank you very much for that. Now, it's very important for all of us to continue to say this. I, I suppose, as Singaporeans, we don't say this enough. But thank you very much to everyone in the healthcare sector right now, all our doctors and nurses and everyone in between who are doing so much to keep us healthy. And I'm sure you guys have your own mental stresses right now as well. So we really appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Assistant Professor Ong Boon Hien, consultant from the Department of Cardiothoracic Surgery and Director of the Lung Transplant Program at National Heart Centre Singapore, Thank you for taking the time to speak with us and thank you for the insights on Health Suites today. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.